Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever it is you are watching this from. This is Bev Chahonyo. This is Beverly Speaks. We are in season three, episode two. And like I said last week, we've moved from me speaking alone using my phone <laughs> and then uh you know just giving my thoughts about life and my experiences then we moved to season two where i was doing a lot of inter interviews still audio and season three we have grown and we're on video and we actually have this young lady to thank for that because she's the one who kind of has been educating me. Uh, i'm gonna introduce her in a bit i'm gonna read her profile um but I just want to say welcome back for those of you who watched last week's podcast um hit me up let me know what you think what how it affected you if you have any thoughts if you want to contribute if you want to reach out to my guest from last week um but this week we have another sister from another mother um Sharifa and I met once again. I have to give props to Black Christian Influencers, BCI on Instagram, um, and Jackie the Educator. So we met through there as well. And again, the first time we spoke, I don't know. I think I should first read your profile and then go to the first time we spoke and then we take it from there because that's going to be a story and I'd like you to start telling us that story. But let me read your profile. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sharisa Nayan to Beverly Speaks. Over the last 20 years, there has been a small selection of gospel artists who've broken the mold and crossed over to the mainstream by infusing pop, R&B, and hip-hop into their songs without compromising on content. Sharifa Nayan is adding her name to that list with projects like Every Part of Me 2016. Her second neo-gospel EP containing elements of R&B, funk, and hip-hop with productions by Don Christian and Lawrence Eloquent Wilder as well as mixtape soul food was uh, 2017 a six track banger that bridged the gap between the secular and church worlds 20, 2018 yielded three hit singles including united by dice gamble featuring sharifa nayan pelle price and velvet and velvet heaven remastered and this christmas Heaven scored Sharifa a participation, a, a partnership opportunity with God's Glory Music Group and distribution deal with Symphonic. Sharifa created quite the buzz with her 2019 single, Do It For Love, featuring Dante Velvet. Consistent spins on college and territorial, terrestrial radio, as well as international and national blogs, definitely placed Sharifa in a lane all of her own. Through 2020, though 2020 was one of history's most tumultuous years, God still blessed Sharifa. Um, God still blessed. Sharifa garnered several award nominations, launched a custom shoe and apparel line, human and we're gonna talk about why i don't have my branded apparel collaborated with uh, several amazing gospel country and chh artists worldwide and released her long anticipated ep foreign today sharifa continues pursuing her purpose as a mother of three a dental hygienist singer songwriter budding entrepreneur and woman of god <laughs> To know more about her brand, her music, and her journey in faith, please visit www.sharifanayan.com today. And I will have that in the comments somewhere when I post this. Hi, Sharifa. 
Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So I spent most of the afternoon today just listening to a lot of your music um, and just kind of I'd listened to the one album you had mentioned before and FYI Sharifa's music is on Apple Music on iTunes and she'll tell us the other um, platforms as well. So I spent today just kind of infusing myself in the different phases and seasons of Sharifa over the years uh, with the different albums and how you've grown. So before we get fully into that, please tell us, tell the people how we met and how our first phone call was. Yes. So we met, um, as Beverly already uh, mentioned earlier, through Black Christians Incorporated. So it's BCI, a really, really powerful and poignant um, Instagram group. And we met through there. Um, we were in the same smaller pod, and so it's an opportunity for us to get to know each other. Someone had posted the um, suggestion that more of us start to collaborate more. And so Beverly being the wonderful woman of God that she is, she reached out and we just decided to chop it up. So the very first time that we had an opportunity to speak was amazing. God really was in that conversation. Um, it was very organic. Nothing was forced. We were open. We were honest. And we cried. We snotted. <laughs> we cried. We snotted. Um, but then just God just really just revealed his glory, um, I believe, in both of our lives and what he was doing through us, but also just established a beautiful sisterhood. And so um, I'm just fortunate that I had the opportunity to meet Bev and to see who she is and to see not only her professional side, but just her heart. And so that was our first time we interacted and I knew, I was like, yeah, she's she's on point. <laughs> wow, and, and for me, I think I'll say this. I have come to realize especially in the like since we started talking and just forming a friendship and checking up on each other it's like every time you reach out to me to say hey how are you doing or how's your day going or when are we doing this it's on that particular day i really really need somebody to check on me and you always reach out and then i've also realized like it's it's so easy for me to kind of open up and share with you some of the stuff i've been going through um you know, just day-to-day -day stuff. It's just, it. it's so easy because you're very easy to talk to. You're very open. You're very welcoming and you just, you have such a sweet spirit. So thank you. Thank you for being the Sharifa to my bear. <laughs> um, so where's my, where's my branded? I'm just asking, where's my stuff? Your stuff, it is coming, sis. You just let me know what you want and I'll make sure you get it. Um, right okay. now, uh, did you want to talk about that? Do you want to segue into all of that? We are plugging you all the way in. So yes, let's talk about that. Um, I know we'll talk about the entrepreneurship journey towards the end, but yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. So, um, just real quick and then we'll save it for the end. Um, if you are interested or want to know a little bit more about what Bev is talking about, um, I did launch a shoe and apparel line. Um, there was a soft launch about a year and a half ago. Um, but I did do a hard full on launch 
this year, 2021, which I'm very proud of and thankful that God saw me through. And so you can find more about that, not only on my website, www.sharifanayan.com. You can also go directly to the merch website, which is www.human, that's H-U-E-M-O-N, fashion, F-A-S-H-I-O-N.com. I mute. I'm speaking to myself. So I, I was going to say, I know the, the struggles of 2020. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was going to say, I'll put all that in, in the comments section or in the, yeah, I'll put on that somewhere online. When we post this, your information will be there. Okay. So your beautiful face, Bev. You're an, we don't see you. Did you? Yes. You're hiding. Um, there I, there, I there I am. There I am. Okay. So yeah. Um. So let's go into it. Let's get into this. We're gonna try and stick to an hour, but Lord, two black women who love to speak. Here we go. So who is Sharifa? Tell us. Who, who am is, I? How would you describe yourself? I am a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. Um. Yes you can describe who I am by the things that I do or the things that I've acquired, but I just like to keep it real minimal. And at the base of all of that, if you strip all of those other titles away, I'm just a humble servant of God. I'm a conduit is what I like to say. I'm just a conduit. I'm a vessel. And I try to stay willing and within the will of God and his call over my life. So whatever he calls me to do, wherever he calls me to go, whatever he tells me to say and do, that's what I try to make sure that I'll add this. I think you're a very, it's like your spirit is a sponge. Like you, you encounter people and you meet them where they are emotionally and spiritually. And you have this ability to sense where someone is and to kind of just take up their pain and to pray for them and to pray over them and to speak you know, life into them and you carry a lot of people. You just, you love hard, you love deeply and you just, you embrace that so fully with your entire being. And I, my prayer is that you will have more people who can do that for you when you need it. Because the more you carry people, the more you empty of yourself. So you need people to fill you up. And in my little way, I pray that I can be that person to you as we continue on this journey. So thank you. Thank you. That's you who Sharifa is. <laughs> Are we in there? <laughs> we'll get there. And if and if we're crying today, I have my tissue. I hope you have yours. <laughs> Wherever we land, we will land. All right. <laughs> Okay. What does purpose mean to you? Purpose. That's a great question. Purpose to me means alignment with what your destiny is, basically what God gave you life for. Um, I feel like you can't really find and fulfill your purpose if you don't have a sense of a higher, higher being. You know, if you feel like your world begins and ends with just you then you'll never really walk in purpose because true purpose is found and fulfilled when you give back and give, reach out and pour out. Um, and then you know where to look up 
Um, but for me, I found my purpose when I really just kind of gave up what I thought I wanted to be and who I should be and just accepted everything that God called me to be. And what was that process like, the giving up? It was hard because I'm, you know, I'm kind of a strong-willed person, you know. <laughs> I can be very strong-willed. <laughs> I can be very strong-willed. I mean, I'm I'm gentle in spirit and meek, but I've got a lot of fight in me. And when I make up my mind to do something, sometimes it's I can be very, you know, that's the way I'm going to do it because <laughs> that's the way our, it needs to be done for me to complete it. But, um, you know, we make plans and then God has other plans and so for me it's just been a life of making plans and then seeing that God is saying otherwise and when you fight and you pull and you you know you try to resist the flow of things you find that it just doesn't ever work out but when you submit and you just say okay God have your way just I'm gonna I'm gonna take myself out of this I'm gonna let you take the will that's when I found in all aspects of my life that things just they just got easy. And so you mentioned earlier, you know, how you see that, you know, I'm sensitive in spirit. <laughs> I am. Um, some people call it an empath or whatever, but I do. I feel, I feel everything. And sometimes it can be um, inundating, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming. But when you know that that too is a gift um, in the spirit and how to channel it and use it in order to edify not only yourself, but you know everybody else that's around you and how that can help bring people healing um, through prayer, through intercession, through being that, that bridge between the natural and the supernatural because of you know God being that intercessory and that intermediate, I feel like that again, you know, kind of connects to purpose too. So for me, sometimes, yes, I do feel drained, but when I realized that all of the things that I felt emotionally weren't it wasn't me, it was what I was feeling for others. And I was able to realize, okay, this too is part of the purpose. Wow, okay. Um, let's talk about your music. You're a gospel artist. How long have you been singing? Tell us, take us through your journey as an artist. When did you first begin to sing and how has that evolved into who we see before us today? Great question. I started singing when I believe my first solo was when I was four. So my mother, she raised me in the church. God bless her heart. She's gone home to glory. But um, one thing that she always made sure she did was just establish that foundation. And so my first little solo was when I was four years old. I sang for Easter Sunday. And then I've been singing ever since, whether it be um, praise and worship teams or church choirs, school choirs. Um, I got a lot of experience in middle school and high school singing um, in school and going to state competitions and stuff like that. And then after I graduated high school, a friend's older brother who was very experienced with recording in studios um, asked me to come and sing a hook because I'd sing the national anthem at our graduation. And so ever since about 18, I've been, you know, in love with studio recording and all the magic that can be made there. So I've been doing music for, for a long time. It's been a, um, definitely, I can say was one of my first loves. Can I throw you a curveball right now and ask you to sing something for us? I know we didn't discuss this. It's not in the questions, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. Okay. 
Why should I feel discouraged? And why should the shadows come? Should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and sweet home when Jesus sees my portion a constant friend. Is he, is I, is on, on the spell, and I know he watches over me. Just a little bit, because we're short on time. You, you had to pick that one, right? <laughs> it was one of my favorites, but it's one of those ones where it got me through many, many, many times, many hard, difficult times in my life. That song got me through. When I questioned my purpose, that song got me through. I love that song. I do. <laughs> And I love what you did with it just there. So thank you. Um, whew. What would you say is your biggest challenge today as a gospel artist? One of the biggest challenges I feel, you know, is just the times that we're living in. Um, gospel has always been like a niche, you know, type of market. Um, and then so if you're not careful, if you're a younger artist or a newer artist starting out and you're looking to do music because you want people, you know, you want the followers and you want the streams and you want all of that and you're doing gospel, honey, really, really reevaluate and question your motives because that's not what this is about, you know? And so um, perhaps one of the, the biggest challenges would be just questioning whether or not you're effective in the ministry because a lot of your efficacy is based off of streams and followers and are people downloading your music you know is your music reaching and, and getting out to the masses because this the you know it the market is oversaturated too you've got new artists coming out every day so that can be a challenge but i believe again um you know if this is what you're supposed to be doing you're gonna do it and if god told you to do it he'll you know your gifts will make a way for you will make room for you and so probably one of the biggest challenges would be that And I like that you've given some advice to some young, up-and-coming, hungry artists. I once heard somebody say that um, if you start going after what you think is your dream and then you kind of stop halfway, you're not hungry enough for it. Mm. So how hungry do you have to be to make it? And making it, once again, is in the description that you've given that God has sent you and you're doing it and he will do the rest. But how hungry do you have to be? 
I'm gonna say this, I kind of have a little bit of an issue with the word hungry, right? And in, in respect to being a gospel artist, because I feel like with hunger, when you're hungry, sometimes it'll bring out the worst in a person. It'll make a person do things that they normally wouldn't do because it's almost like survival of the fittest. So how it, it can bring the cutthroat out in a person. Yes, it can make a person, it can increase their drive and it can make them really go after what it is that their dream is, but it can also twist and distort things because then you become tunnel visioned, right? All you can see is what you're hungry after and what you're pursuing. So I, I feel like humility is probably the biggest thing um, in the pursuit of it, but I just feel like you have to not be faint in heart. You have to be consistent. If you're hungry, okay, if you wanna use hungry, yes, you have to be hungry. But even then you just, you can't be faint in heart. You have to be consistent. You have to keep pressing. You're gonna get no's. You're gonna get people who don't like what you do, who you're not, you know, their taste. Your music doesn't really suit their palate. But just make sure that you're genuine, um, that your walk is genuine. Make sure that your life really is reflective of who you say you are. Don't try to create a facade because you think that's what is gonna get you closer to you know, your dream. Um, just be genuine, be real, um, and be consistent. And I think that that's the recipe for success for anybody. I like that. So not hungry, but humble. Okay. Um, where do you find your inspiration? My babies. <laughs> oh, they inspire me a lot. They, they motivate me. They definitely keep me going. Um, but you know they they just they have fresh eyes and outlooks and they're always like hip to what's going on right now too so they keep me young they keep me in the know <laughs> but they definitely inspire me too uh, i think that's the best inspiration i really do um what is your favorite song um of your own um yeah of your own mm, i've got a few favorites um but and why <laughs> and why well because whenever I write I honestly try to come from a place um of just being led by God like I you know I can hear a beat of something if a producer sends me a beat or if I create something myself or if I hear a melody or a harmony or whatever and I write from there it just I want it to be of course organic but um God led you know what I mean and inspired um by the Holy Spirit and so Every song, I guess, is my baby. <laughs> so it's like, it's like you, you can't pick a favorite kid, you know? <laughs> you love them all. You're not supposed to have favorites. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're right. You're not supposed to. You're right. But um, one of my favorites from um, the EP, Every Part of Me, is it's both an intro and an outro, but it's called Heart Song. And that was one of my favorites just because it was the way that it happened in the studio was you know the beat came on and i hadn't fully written it yet but i was just like okay lord i gotta get this thing done just have your way and so i just opened up and began to sing and as i sang it was literally me just gratitude that was in my heart for not only you know where god had brought me up to that point and the things that he had delivered me from but the people who were still in my life who didn't turn their back, you know, because I was out there, you know, living. <laughs> so um, 
it's really just the gratitude of my heart and the fullness of my heart at that time in my life is what heart song encompasses and so it's probably one of my favorites love that um so you're a creative you're an entrepreneur you're a dental hygienist and you're a mom Mm -hmm. two questions and you've heard this before number one where do you get the time for everything um and more importantly what would you advise what advice would you give parents in terms of how to hone the skills of their children because you think very creatively um you have an analytical side to you in terms of the entrepreneur but at the same time you see things in color so what advice would you give a parent oh heavy questions heavy questions <laughs> advice to a parent uh i feel like probably the best of the best not even advice but what was done for me had worked for me and allowed me to flourish is the same thing that I'm doing with my kids that I feel is allowing them to flourish and that's just letting them be not trying to project what I want them to be onto them but just letting them be the greatness that they were created to be so of course we have to you know cultivate them and we have to discipline them when they need disciplining and correction um but as far as what their talents are and you know really just keep a watchful eye over them especially when they're little because that's when you start to see those signs um of what they like and what they don't like and in the areas that they struggle if it's you know some areas of academics you know be you have to be an advocate and so the earlier more formative years of my children's lives i you know couldn't dedicate as much time as I I would have maybe wanted to to like my music and you know other facets of my life I did pursue dental hygiene went back to school for that and you know got my degree because I needed to make sure that you know from a financial perspective um I was rooted in a career not only that I was passionate about but that's that would help me sustain my family you know what I mean um so I did that while they were still young because I wanted to be established by the time they got older but even when they were younger and smaller was very attentive to the types of things that they gravitated towards now music has been a big part of our home always playing music listening to different types of music kinds of genres and so they're all you know they all have some sort of musical inclination you know some some sometimes it's their ear they play instruments stuff like that and it wasn't because i forced them to do it if they wanted to do it then i made sure i created an environment that was conducive to that you know my son is my oldest son is very athletic and so that's something that he wanted to do and so i try to make sure i foster that and i hone that things that they're good at you know you make sure that you encourage those things things that they the areas in which they struggle a little bit you make sure that you nurture those things you know so that they're you know they're just what well rounded we're we're human we're parents we there's books out there that tells you how to parent but every child is their own individual wonderful amazing self and so you know not trying to live vicariously through our kids um and just allowing them to be who god has created them to be and having you know a prayerful life teaching them who God is teaching them how to pray for themselves teaching them how to get in the word teaching them how to recognize their own gifts teaching them how to listen to the holy spirit and what that feels like and looks like and you know all of those things um is probably the advice that I would give but more than anything above every everything is just letting them know that you've got their back 
loving on them no matter what just always 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 i got you back i like that i really really love that um we won't talk about how you juggle everything will we how do you no let's talk up let's go there because it's it's a lot it's a lot how do you how do you stay sane i had to learn to rest and i had to learn the power of no you know i have a heart to want to help everybody <laughs> that ever says they need help um but i had to learn how to you know how to say no and not feel bad about it um but not no in a mean way but just no because i needed the rest i had to learn when to kind of tap out and just say you know what today i'm not doing anything i'm just going to lie down i'm not going to log into anything i'm not going to try to you know do this that and the third and me and the kids just enjoy each other and so um it's hard to juggle everything but you know you find time for the things that you love and so it's just it's just that being a good steward of not only my time but other people's time helps me manage it but, and know, i will sometimes <laughs> that's okay and i will stop and say thank you because i mean we've been trying to do this for a couple of months now and you've been so gracious um stuff has come up and when we finally decided this was the date we we're going to record have we moved it two or three times i don't even remember but you've been so gracious with that as well so i just want to say thank you i don't take it for granted that you've given you're giving of your time and of yourself to to just sit here and have this conversation that will hopefully reach uh and heal others or help others begin to heal likewise likewise and you you've done the same you've done the same so thank, thank you. you okay so huh, healing and coming full circle seems to be the theme for this season for me i just so let's talk a bit about that let's talk a bit about uh your grief journey uh you did mention that your mom has passed she's in heaven and i know this has been quite a journey for you so tell us tell us how that has been for you what does grief look like to you hmm grief grief took on many different faces for me you know or, or personalities and it affected me in different ways um or affected you know especially like my creative my creativity in different ways it kind of zapped it you know when when you're mourning you don't really have the mind or the the spirit or the heart to want to work on anything or create anything you just you sulk um so for me i grieved for quite a long time after the loss of my mother um because you know she was my best friend she raised me pretty much by herself you know um and so being for the majority of my younger years and adulthood she was a single mother she was my mom and my dad and so you know when i lost her i literally felt like i had lost a part of myself because nobody up until you know recently or what i had felt and perceived was that nobody knew me like her you know nobody knew me where I didn't even have to say anything. She would just feel <laughs> you talk about feeling. She would feel that something was wrong and ring ring ring, you know, but that's a mother. That's a mother's love and instinct and so I hadn't I didn't know any other love like that. And so when I lost that, 
I was really, really hurt and I felt, I felt lost, you know, for a very long time. And then a part of me, you know, felt bad because I felt like there was something that I should have done to save her. And I wasn't there to save her. I wasn't there to, to, you know, help her when she probably needed me most. And so my grief was, was bridled with guilt as well, which I feel like probably took me so long to overcome and to heal from that. But God is good. God is good. God is good. Because I can, I feel like I'm in a place in my life where I can finally, you know, smile again. And when I speak about her, um, I don't feel those same, I don't feel the same heaviness. I can, when I see, when I close my eyes and see her, I see her smiling at, you know, at me and I can hear her laugh, jovial, you know, and I can, when I'm in a place in my life where I'm like, what would my mother say? You know, if she was still here, Lord, I could really use her advice. What would she say? I can hear those words of wisdom. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes even when, you know, I sleep, I, I feel like she visits me, you know, in the spirit. And so I am able, I was able to finally move on from that grief, but it was very difficult. And I know it was difficult um, for my children, you know, because there were times where I felt immobilized by it, you know, but we've gotten through it and I feel like God has finally healed my heart. And so because of that, I've been able to go on and I, I'm just thankful for that. But <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for that. I remember when we first, um, that long conversation, I think it was like over an hour and I opened up as well about some of the guilt that I had felt and especially about the fact that it doesn't matter whether you know, like if somebody's been ailing or if it happens suddenly, you're never going to be ready. Now, maybe you're more ready when somebody's been unwell. Maybe it's easier to accept when somebody um, has lived a full life, but you're never going to be ready. And then there comes the guilt of, you know, I'm still alive. Could, I've, could I have done anything? Have you come full circle? Have you forgiven yourself? Even though there is nothing you could have done because ultimately God has the final say. Yes, yes. Wonderful question. I have, and that was part of the healing. Um, and that the unforgiveness of self was a great part of why it took me so long to heal. You know, because I just, you know, it was just so hard to let go. But I believe that I've come to a place where I've I've found resolve with it all. You know, I won't say that I've gotten to the point where I, I don't miss her anymore because I don't think I'll ever stop missing her. You know, you never stop missing somebody that you love. And she, she was just a phenomenal person who had shoes that are impossible to feel. Um, and she wasn't that just for me, but for other members of my family and friends. And so, you know, um, that part, I'll never stop missing her, but do I blame myself or do I, I fault myself or do I feel that guilt anymore? No, I've, I've finally come to a place where I, I'm okay. So you have peace. I do. I do. Okay. Finally. Took a long time. Years. <laughs> Years. It, it, it really is heartwarming. Like for me, for you to say that knowing the journey you've been on and knowing how hard it was and just dealing with 
a lot of times it's not so much the journey with the outside world it's what we struggle with inside within ourselves the battle within the the demons within i will put it that way and letting go and finally having that peace and being able to breathe is it a gradual process or do you one day wake up and you're like i'm i'm good now how does um, that no it's definitely gradual and it's it's um intentional too you have to take intentional steps and it's not every day that it's just like every day you get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better till boom you're you've arrived no it's you have days that are good then you have days that aren't so good and then you feel like you you know um lost ground some days because some days it's really heavy and then some days finally it felt lighter but over time um again like for me i knew that i was finally okay when i could speak about her and not just you know ball every single time you know there's sometimes where I, you know i still get emotional um but you know there you know think about her and and not just feel guilt you know and just regret like why you know asking myself the questions over again and over again why didn't i why didn't i why didn't i why didn't i i don't um i don't have those questions anymore and so it was gradual and it wasn't um a consistent you know incline of gradual gradually getting better it was it was like it was like this <laughs> you know but that I, I hear you. I hear you. There are days when I'm good, 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 and I'm good for weeks and months even. And then there's that one trigger and you're like, whew, you know, it knocks you off your feet. And then I think it's in the getting up faster each time, uh, the the being kinder to yourself each time you it does happen. And that for me is what healing feels like is being able to say i need to take a step back because today i need to go through this and feel this and cry through this and then on other days you'll be like no today i'm good and i know they would have wanted me to be good you know and just accepting that self acceptance and self love through the journey so i'll read for you um after last week's um episode somebody sent this to me Uh, a friend of mine she said I loved this what an absolute blessing I lost my brother unexpectedly in 2018 and your discussion on grief really resonated I personally feel the narrative on grief needs to be rewritten to something of beauty inspiration and unlimited possibility for those that walk it and I really feel that that's what you have just described you've rewritten it that while there is heaviness and there are deep 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 there's a deep darkness eventually you kind of get you learn you find your balance you find your rhythm it's like learning to swim and you get more buoyant and then beauty comes out of it as well i'm sure some of like you being an, a, a singer songwriter some of the music that is going to come out of this now is going to be healing to you but also healing to others because you fully embraced that journey so thank you for sharing the beauty and grief well yes, thank you oxymoron as it is <laughs> uh okay so let's switch a little and talk about uh 
oh did i did i not talk about that did i ask you that no here it is um how did you help your kids through their grieving process mm. well i mentioned earlier how when i was in the crux of my own grief i knew that it it had an effect on my children as well and because we're close you know they see mommy sad they mommy don't be sad and it makes them sad or they try to overcompensate and do things to make mommy happy again you know and so that can lead to a very unhealthy feedback loop if not nipped in the bud and so i know that when i lost my mother they were all pretty young um they were all pretty young but they remembered her you know and we talk about her and i asked do you remember you know do you remember your grandmother and they have little little snippets of memories um so her passing didn't affect them with the magnitude that it affected me but my grief affected them um and so i had to also see what that was doing to my children and that helped me also kind of just start to find better ways to to cope and to deal and to move out of that stage of grief into healing because i didn't want to not be emotionally present for my children anymore you know so for them their grief i tried to help them know that you know especially for my boys it's okay to cry it doesn't make you any less of a uh you know male or a man if you if you cry every soul every heart needs relief um for my daughter i try to you know encourage her to all of them really to use their words to express how they feel not to allow things to just build up um and just to process how they feel but through everything we try to talk through everything not to hide or to shallow away but to just talk through how we feel in our emotions and if there's something that's made them sad we talk about it sometimes you know they're human they don't want to talk but then it's up to me as mom to be able to see when something's going on and ask all the right questions or just to be there until they're ready to open up but definitely had to start with me first right i had to be whole and i had to heal and deal with my grief before i could effectively um help my children through theirs and this one is another curveball i guess i hadn't put it down in the questions we discussed if she were here today what would you want to say to her the one thing you'd want her to know now you're going to make me cry really <laughs> why <laughs> Because your story is a beautiful one. It oh, is. Oh my goodness. Mm. I know there's a lot because she was your best friend. Mm. Wow. What would I want to say to her? Uh, thank you. just thank you I am who I am today because of everything that you are and were and I just thank you so see I told you you, you shouldn't have done that <laughs> but yes if I could if I could tell her anything 
it would be I love you but I told her that all the time as many times as I could so we didn't have any issues there but I don't I don't know if I said thank you enough so I would definitely tell her thank you and I'll tell you that I would tell her thank you too <laughs> for you um, for the beautiful 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 human being that she raised and molded and contributed to and um and you need to be kinder to yourself tell her thank you. tell her thank you more <laughs> okay okay we're moving we're, <laughs> wow. we're moving. we are moving where are our questions <laughs> okay ah oh, uh whew. Okay, let's switch it up a little bit. Like literally that's what the next question says. <laughs> let's talk about entrepreneurship and how that journey has been for you. Oh, entrepreneurship is hard, okay? So shout out to all my boss sisters and brothers out there really doing their thing with their businesses and their pursuits um because it is a very difficult thing. Um but it is so liberating. It is so liberating. It is so liberating. And for me, it's really about establishing something generationally because you know, I'm I tell this to my children all the time with the things that I'm trying to build. Um this ain't for me. I hope you guys know that. This isn't for me. This is for you. So watch what mommy's doing and listen and and let me teach you some things because I'm doing all of this for them, something that I can hand down to them. You know, you know, especially in our communities of color, that generational wealth is something that we're, you know, trying to build and cultivate, but that we lack um in great propensity. And so I want to be able to just be able to hand something down to them, um and something that they can cultivate and build and create and make even bigger and better in their generation and then that they can be proud to hand on to their children and so on and so forth. Um so yeah, entrepreneurship. I'm learning a lot. Um I'm finding mentors to teach me because I know that I don't know everything and there's no way that I can learn everything on my own. And so I feel like it's extremely important to be around people who can pour into you and who can educate you, you know, and so I've definitely made sure that I'm trying to plug myself into the right areas and ask for help when I need it. Um but just to really find people who I can glean from so I can just do it right. I think that's beautiful. Um and what lessons has it taught you this journey of entrepreneurship? Hmm. It's taught me how to add value to myself. Um it's been not that I didn't value myself. So let me let me let me rephrase that so it's not taken out of context. So value to what I bring to the table as far as goods or services, right? Um I have a heart to serve and so especially being in the ministry like I friends can tell you for a very very long time I had a really really difficult time charging people for anything. You know, I just felt like I shouldn't be charging people. <laughs> you know, girl <laughs> charge them. Charge <laughs> us. Us. So it was really difficult for me to get over that hurdle. You know, that was a 
a hurdle in and of itself. And so, but entrepreneurship has showed me, you know, it you have to break down overhead, what it means to have overhead expenses and how much time and, and money goes into just creating, right? To be able to, to have a product or something for commerce. And then, you know, you have to be able to at least break even. And so entrepreneurship has really just shown me if, if nothing else, um, how to evaluate you know what I bring to the table I like that that means you're valuing you now <laughs> and your time alrighty um, and what is your message to your younger self girl get it together get it together <laughs> girl <laughs> Oh my God. I love that so much because <laughs> I still say that to myself even now. Oh my gosh. Um, no, you know, honestly, message to younger self is you're still going to get there. Don't, don't worry about the, don't worry about what anybody else is saying. Follow your heart because you're still going to get there. But also get it together. Okay. Okay. And the one message you want to give your kids? Love God. Love family. Love self. Love others. Just love. I like that order. God, family, self, others. I really like that. I really like that. And do you consider yourself to be a strong person? I do. I do. I, of course, you know, we're all weak in parts, but I think that I'm a survivor. I can say that. I think you are. And I think that you've done it with such grace. I know that everybody's story has some ugly parts in it, but to be able to come here and speak your truth and tell your story with such an amazing smile and an amazing laugh and laugh through it and cry through it as well with such grace i think i i salute you i commend you and there is beauty and grace in everything that you have said and i i continue to learn so much from you um because you know me i'm gonna be like let's get them where where are they how many we got this start moving and get reinforcements to come later we got this so i'm kind of learning to be like okay let's pray about it and jumping um yeah and sometimes i still jump in my mind and my heart but i don't actually jump so hey you're you're having a positive impact on me so thank you likewise it's vice versa because sometimes i can be too reserved so you need to have a little you know let's go let's get it done got you let's i there i got you we're good (laughs) (laughs) okay um as you build your brand and your empire, how do you decide who to carry along? I want to hear you. Oh, <laughs> I want to hear your answer to this one. That's a good question. That's 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 an excellent question. Ooh, how do I decide? Sometimes I don't have to decide. Sometimes they decide. Sometimes their heart decides. Um, you know, sometimes as God starts to elevate you, or anybody in life, it'll 
reveal certain things in other people, you know, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. And so if there's, you know, jealousies or any kind of conflict that comes up because God is promoting and that's just what is in his will and his plan, then they gotta go. (laughs) And you don't even have to tell them to go. They're going to excuse themselves because your your situation makes them uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Because of unaddressed issues. And so, so some, I thank God because I feel like, you know, he just kind of sifts sifts you know the impurities out as as we go and not only in other people but in myself you know there's been things in me that he's had to sift out as I've gotten older as I've you know started to do more things in the ministry or as I started to develop who I am as a as a person more or the entrepreneurial thing I wasn't ready to do all of that a few years ago because I hadn't sifted through some things yet but you know I just thank God for that and so to decide who goes along and who doesn't. I think it's just all about a spirit check. Sometimes, you know, you'll just, you'll just know, you know, and again, when you've got people who really love, genuinely love you and support you, they're not going to go anywhere. And then sometimes too, the purpose of a friend or somebody in your life was just to be there for a season. Some people aren't supposed to be there for a lifetime. So they were their purpose was to be there with you in that season to get you to where God is taking you next. And then they say, okay, and then they're ready for the next one who's coming into that season to help them mold and shape and cultivate that gift. And then, okay, on to the next. And so it's just, you know, whether they come or they go, for me, I've just had to be grateful for for all of it. Just being grateful for all of it. I, I, I recently heard this, um, I think, you know, let me not misquote, but I believe it's John Maxwell who was asked, you know, don't you ever fear that, you know, you're going to train people uh, and they're going to go. So like, what if you train people and they leave you? And his answer to that was, what if you don't and they stay? And for me, I'm like, that was the biggest lesson for me. That was this year. I wish I had known this 10 years ago because there's a prayer that I started praying. And this was maybe, maybe in the last three, four years that Lord, allow me to release them with grace and please Lord, let them exit gracefully. Like Mm. let there not be any strife and back and forth because I don't know where I'm going to meet you next. And I don't want to have to turn away. I don't want to have to call Sharifa and say, you need to hold me back because I just saw her walking down the street. You know, (laughs) I just, and, and I just want to live, you know, the Bible says as much as possible, be at peace with all men. I, I really just want to be at peace, but sometimes I hold on to stuff. You know, I, I, I'm like that little bulldog. I'm just, oh, I'm, I'm just not letting go. And I'm learning. I'm learning to let go more. I, I heard somebody saying today that, you know, there's somebody who was very close to her who had wronged her so badly. And God told her that, you know, you're going to let go. And she's like, okay, but it's not fair. And you're going to pray for her. And she was like, really, Lord? And you're going to mean it. And she's like, no, wait, wait. That feels like too much. Why do I have to mean it? <laughs> but what I've learned is, is that praying for other people, especially when somebody has offended me or hurt me and just li- literally over and over speaking blessings over them even when initially i don't 
mean it. I'm not feeling it. Um, but it kind of releases me. Uh, and eventually as they leave, you see them flourish, but you flourish. Even if you never see them flourish, you flourish because you have now space within you inside your heart to kind of just breathe. So I, I think it's really important to, okay, I'm adding a bonus question. I see we've done so well with time. Do you know how much I prayed about this? <laughs> so, so you said sometimes God is working on you and God is saying, do this, do that. So what would you tell somebody who's a little bit bullheaded, stubborn, maybe a little bit like me, who just doesn't want to let go? And I know that's an act of disobedience. And you know, people don't judge me and I won't judge y'all. No, all I'm saying is I'm working on me. I am working on me on being able to let go uh, quicker and easier and not argue back and forth with God. But what, what for you would be a, a strategy or a life lesson in that? Uh, letting go within yourself or dealing with your own inabilities to let go? Dealing with your own inabilities to let go, yeah. Okay. Hmm. You know, it's it's different because it, it is difficult because everybody's different. So I think it all starts with knowing yourself and you have to be honest with yourself. Like if you can't keep it real with yourself, you're not going to be able to keep it real with anybody else. And sometimes we can create our pain can create these delusional worlds, right? That we we kind of like alternate universes that we create for ourselves, but it's all a defense mechanism because it's a way of us protecting ourselves from hurt. And so I think the base, the base of anything, when it's hard for us to let go of somebody who's hurt us, one moment, sweetheart, I'm still, I'm still in one, I'm sorry. Um, so you're a one, mom. <laughs> one of the um, biggest reasons why it's difficult for many of us to let go of hurt when other people hurt us is because we haven't dealt with the first time we were ever hurt like that first initial hurt so there's something rooted deep deep down that we've never dealt with we've just put a blanket on it or a band-aid on it and then kept it moving but then each time we get hurt it's just like, okay, I'm, I can't deal with it right now. I'm not going to deal with it right now. You hurt me. Mental check. I'm just not going to deal with you anymore. But we haven't dealt with the heart of the matter. And so if we take the time to be real enough with ourselves to sit back and reflect and be like, why is it so hard for me to deal with when people, when people do these things to me? First of all, what am I doing in allowing these types of situations to continue to happen over and over again what what kind of energy am i giving off to let people think that it's okay to hurt me like that and why can't i deal with it who hurt me so bad or how was i hurt so bad or how did i allow myself to be hurt so bad in the past that i haven't really truly dealt with and i haven't been able to heal from and i think that when we just sit down with ourselves and we try to find and identify that earliest pain and hurt and heal that, which is typically the child, standard child, right? Um, then we're able to really heal and move on. And then when people do what they do, you just be like, well, that's just people, but I'm, I'm, they change their colors, that's fine, but I'm not gonna change mine. You forgive easier because you know it's not always about you. 
they probably got issues too that caused them to hurt people in those ways. And it had nothing to do with you. It had everything to do with their inability to deal with what they had going on too. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm only going to say this once. You need to stop attending the little meetings in my head <laughs> and addressing all these things, right? You need to stop because sometimes I just want to hold on to the petty. But then it's like you were in this meeting. This It was a conference call. I just didn't know you were listening. You addressed a lot. So I'm, I'm going to go back and look through some of my old journals. Um, maybe not today. <laughs> but i will go back but thank you thank you for that um i was gonna ask for a parting shot i feel like you've already given it but parting shot hmm hmm again same thing i tell my kids love god love family love yourself then you can love others thank you Thank you. And you finished it off so beautifully, uh, very much in the theme of Beverly Speaks, because I always ended by saying that you are loved and you are enough. Remember now and remember always that. So thank you for coming onto my podcast. Thank you for being so open. Thank you for allowing me into your life, you know, glimpses um, here on the podcast, but even outside as we build and grow this friendship um i truly truly honor you i do and 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 we have a good time we don't only cry i think the people need to know we don't just sit there and cry all the time we sit there and cry a lot of the time but we also have a good laugh so um and thank you for just speaking um towards purpose because i think last year was such a hard year and even now people a lot of people are going through so much you know unsettling and hopelessness so thank you for bringing light to this beautiful world and for just being you thank sharifa you. you are loved and you are enough thank you thank you Beverly. thank you for the platform that you create thank you just for being who you are thank you okay people you heard it here uh like i said okay sharifa tell us where can we find you on social media Yes, so all social media handles are at Sharifa Nyan, that's S-H-A-R-I-F-F-A-N-Y-A-N, all one word, www.sharifanyan.com, personal website, you can find all music, all things Sharifa Nyan there, and also links to the apparel and the shoes. Okay, I'll be shopping, like I said, charge us, all of us, no freebies, okay? Okay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Good night, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. You are loved and you are enough. God bless you. See you next week. And now Sharifa needs to show me how to... uh Aha! I figured it out. (laughs) Bye, people.